0: Okay, you get basically one last trip in your life. Where do you go? Not only that, you only get to pick one motorcycle. Which one is it and why? Coming up next on the Radio 690 v hey hello good morning happy sunday to everybody yeah we're trying to get back on schedule holidays everything puts us out on a limb not only that playoff football pretty much does it too i love my nfl football and uh but uh anyway with that kind of being said you know the intro to the uh to the show today you only get one more trip where do you go There's only one. You're only going to get one more. That's it. You're done for a life. And not only that, where you're going, what bike are you going to pick? You only get one. So what would you pick and why? And why would you choose the place that you're going to? Why would it be your last destination uh, on this planet before you get kicked off of it? (laughs) It's kind of a kind of put out there a little bit you know it's kind of fun to think of these scenarios because it's interesting to find out you know what people would say and and what would their answer be and why would you choose what you chose and for me it's very difficult because uh i've kind of pondered about this for the last couple of weeks i was just like man if i could only get one more trip where would I want to go? Would it be somewhere that I've already been? Would I want to just kind of maybe reduplicate, you know, the area that I've been to, you know, um, and kind of one of the stipulations I didn't really say how long, you know, thirty days. Let's just say thirty days would be the maximum amount of time that you had to travel. Question is, is how do you want to maximize those thirty days? Uh, but the other side of the spectrum is motorcycle what what bike would you pick you could only do one so what would it be and why would you pick that motorcycle you know that's my thing because remember this is on all of the podcast platforms uh mainly on Spreaker you can comment on there you can comment on some of them that are out there but it's also syndicated to our youtube channel so please comment below because it'd be very interesting to see. And we'll push this out to Facebook too. I'd really be interested to hear what people's answers would be because it's interesting to, to, to see where would you go and what would you do it on? You know, as far as the motorcycle, you know, and like I said, this is a podcast. This is not going to be, you know, over in one minute, Well, let's see, 30 days, where would I want to go? You know, I've got places that I really want to go, but if it's my last one, what is it that I want to do? And it has to be completed in, you know, let's just say 30 days. What would I like to do? Well, you know, a good buddy of mine, we always kind of, I don't know if it's going to happen or not. (laughs) We talk about it periodically it, it comes up, you know, and our big things for us is we have done a lot. We've done, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of adventure miles and traveling and camping and, you know, but to us kind of our bucket list was when we both turned 50, which will be this year. Um, My birthday will be in October. His will be in December. I don't know if it's going to happen or not. You know, you know, the stars kind of have to align sometimes for people to, get together and and do things and, you know, make everything line up to work. But I always comes back to, I would really love to do our bucket trip and our bucket trip. I don't even know if it could be done in 30 days. Now, maybe somebody else has already sort of done what we want to do and they could probably chime in and answer that question. What are our what are, are kind of our, our bucket dream trip would be now that the, the, the other side of the spectrum, I know I'm getting a little off, or just off topic just a little bit, you know, the motorcycle that I think that's the hardest part. But what we wanted to do is basically he lives in Florida, I live in Texas, is ship our bikes to Portland. And from Portland, there are ferries that run the channel ways all the way up to Anchorage, Alaska. And what we wanted to do was crate the motorcycle, which we we don't know which bike we would take. At the time, it was going to be the BMW F800s, you know, uh, put them on a truck, send them out there. He has family that lives out there. Pick them up. And then that's where we reassemble the bikes. And that's how we would start our journey, but catch the ferry system. Now they have some ferry systems that are out there that you can actually pay. It's about a three day ride. From what I understand on the research that I did, It, it may have changed since the last time I looked at it, it's not very much, but the cool thing is, is they allow motorcyclists to go on and camp. On the deck of the boat or these ferries. So you could camp for like three days going up these, you know, these causeways and stuff like that, which is, would really kind of kick it into adventure. You know, that would really get it going right out of the gate. Now, three days to Anchorage. And, you know, looking at the map, basically for me, I think this would be the trip that I would want to do because. It, I think I could do it in 30 days. We kind of crunched the numbers. It would really be pushing it, but I think we could get it accomplished. But ship the bikes, get the ferry, get dropped off in Anchorage. Well, from Anchorage, it, all the doors are open from there. I mean, it's just some of the most beautiful terrain in the country. It's fantastic. It's I've never been there, but the pictures and everything I've ever seen for Alaska, the Alaska trip just looks fantastic. And basically, go to Anchorage, Alaska, and then work your way all the way home. Now, I know that sounds pretty nutty and whatever, but that's really our bucket list. And we've, you know, got a little bit of it mapped out on what we would like to do. But basically, hit Alaska from Alaska slow rolling all the way up and down and around coming back through Canada, coming through Washington, piggybacking over to Montana, and then from Montana basically hitting Yellowstone. And doing everything there through Yellowstone. Beartooth highway, uh seeing all the scenery around there, you know, but this what we're talking about camping while we're doing it, you know. Uh, but our biggest hurdle with that, the camping part of it is, and I know, um, a lot of people say, ah, get over it. No big deal. You know, bears are kind of weird. They, they freak out some of the guys that we ride with. Um, I don't, bears don't bother me too much until you get to the grizzly side of it or the very large brown bear. Uh but you know, that's really what we'd want to do. So It'd be kind of cool to try to, you know, find a way to, to camp the whole way, but you'd have to be strategic about it because, you know, Alaska, (laughs) you only got a window, uh, before you, you, you got to get through there or you will freeze to death. So (laughs) camping could be out of it. You may have to strategically put some, you know, some lodging in there somewhere. Oh, I love coffee. Anyway, so. Anchorage coming all the way down through the Alaskan uh, area, camping, hitting Canada back into the United States. Like I said, to Montana, to Yellowstone, and then from Yellowstone through Utah, Utah to Colorado, Colorado. Through New Mexico. (laughs) New Mexico. Piggybacking sideways. We're basically headed east. Back into Texas. Now. It's a lot of miles. uh, Thousands upon thousands of miles. And you know. Basically hitting all the main things. You know. Like I said. Yellowstone. uh, Through Moab. Through uh, basically. Piggybacking over through the passes, through Colorado, through Montrose, back down, uh, coming down the 550, through Ray, uh, Durango, cut it across, Pagosa Springs, Pagosa Springs south into uh, New Mexico, catch the rim line there all the way down. You could basically cut right across from Roswell back all the way to uh, to Dallas, Texas man, what a trip. It'd be fantastic. It would be amazing. Not only that, what would be all the changes that you'd make in your trip when you're out doing it? Because when you've got that many miles at that much time, you could have so many different options of what you really wanted to do. You just put pinpoints down of the main scenario or scenes that you want to see, but God, there'd be so many things that you'd hit and so many people that you would meet that it would change. It would completely change. And how would that map look when you, when you wrote it down before you left and when you got home, I think you'd be pretty shocked at what that would look like if you recorded your whole trip and your, your, your mapping on the whole deal. I just think it would be absolutely amazing and fantastic. So what would your trip be? Where would you go? Where would you want to go? We're going to get to the bikes here in just a second. But, you know, I know roughly what kind of motorcycle I would need to achieve that. And, but I've got 30 days. So I really, I've, I've got options. But where would you go? What would be your final moto adventure if, You only had one left to go and 30 days to do it in. And when it's done, it's done. You don't get any more. It's over. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying you're going to, you know, to, uh, perish or die or anything like that. What I'm saying is, is, is it's just kind of a fun scenario to sit there and say, you know, you only get one more, man. How would, how would you in that amount of time? How would you come up with the decision of what you would want to do and where would you want to go and what would you want to see and what would you want to get out of it and would you want to camp? Would you rather lodge, you know, would you rather eat in restaurants every night or every other night? What is it you'd want to do? I just, I really enjoy the camping side of it because it just really brings you back to reality to show you that. You know what? Technology is a, is a great thing, and it's, it's fantastic to, to have, and it's awesome. But at the end of the day, technology takes away some of the fundamentals. It makes it almost too easy for us, and we forget where we came from, and it's better to get back to the dirt and basics so that we can appreciate the things that we have. Because you lose focus so much. You get so buried. Your face is buried into your cell phone or your tablet or your computer. And if you were to truly calculate your time, you know, how much time do you really truly spend on something? And when you can get out and get away from it, it just gives you a whole rounded perspective of your life. And that there's really a whole lot more than Facebook (laughs) or YouTube. Or, you know, all these little things. The podcasting and the videos and the motorcycles and all this type of stuff. And it's fun to sit there and talk about it and how much time we spend on social media, do all these things. But if you don't get away from it once in a while, you'll never truly get it, never truly appreciate it. Now, motorcycles... (laughs) what motorcycle am I taking on that trip? I'm going to ship it. I'm going to ride it all the way up. I got 30 days. So basically, if it's 4,000 miles from Anchorage, Alaska, give or take, back to Dallas-Fort Worth, Texas, that basically tells me that I've got 30 days in order to achieve my goal. So if I've got 4,000 miles... And I've got 30 days to do it. That basically means I need a motorcycle and I need to average this of about 130 miles a day. Doesn't seem like much, man. You don't know. You don't know how that trip's going to change. You don't know what kind of weather you're going to get. You don't know. You just don't know. That's, that's what makes these things amazing. And that's why adventures are so freaking awesome is 130 miles average in 30 days. That's how many miles it takes to get back to your doorstep. But what happens if you find some epic road, trail, I don't know. Local told you to check it out and says, if you don't check it out, you're the biggest moron on the planet. And it's five miles. Well, I'll tell you this. I've been on trips before where I did six miles all day. (laughs) All day, very technical, very crazy, single track loaded down with gear. Just, it was the hardest, most miserable and best day of probably of all of the adventures I've ever done. I'll never forget it. That's the thing when you're in these things and things get crucial and hectic and freaky and nutzoid, you'll never forget that. But when you're blowing and going through a highway, that's absolutely beautiful. 50 bucks you forget about it you'll always remember the things that actually pushed you and just made you have to dig in and get a hold of your inner self so back to the mileage 130 a day that's 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 decent miles. I don't care what anyone says. Now some days you'll get more than others. And cuz you'll be on a blow and go portion and you may do 250 in a day or you may do 350 in a day, but you could theoretically run into that day <laughs> 10 miles in a day. Cuz you never know. It may be epic. It may be fantastic. It may be amazing. It may be you know, a, a place that that if you didn't see it and you did go see it, and then you realize after you saw it if you would have missed it man you'd be like wow i've i've had that and if you've never experienced that i think everybody should experience that once and also when you're on trips ask locals talk to local people because that's what they are locals they'll give you fantastic data so basically 130 miles a day average 30 days texas to anchorage back to texas running the miles um okay that opens up options for my bike i don't know what bike you would take if you were going to do it because i know the terrain of what i want to do i know when i hit alaska there's going to be a lot of roads that are pretty much okay maintained but i know i'm going to meet some locals that are going to give me some good data and there's going to be some dirt and 50 bucks it's probably going to be technical So the question is, do I want to take a large adventure bike so that when I'm on the highway, I can really just enjoy and crunch the miles? Or do I take a dual sport bike and I really can enjoy the off-road and I can do a whole lot more in the technical, but I'm going to suffer a little bit on the road? There is no unicorn. I don't care what anyone says. It doesn't exist, at least not now. Hmm. So that really is where we're at. What bike can I take to make up miles if I need to to get back on track? But I don't want to miss that off road and really cool because what happens if I get on a single track that opens up to a vista with a nice blue, you know, lake, you know, trees, rocks, you know, flying bald eagles, whatever. You gonna get there on an adventure bike? An eight hundred 1200 Doubt it. I know you're going to get it from all these guys. Oh, you look, look, I've owned the big bikes. If you're traveling with gear, and you will be if you're pulling down a 30-day trip, yeah, yeah. yeah all I got to say is good luck. You better have a bunch of friends with you, because that bike is going down. I don't care how good you think you can ride. You're going down, and you're going to be picking that bike up. Period. End of discussion. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. So do I take the dual sport slash enduro? Do I do the adventure bike? Well, at 133 miles average daily, I think I'm willing, if it's my last trip, I I think I'm willing to risk it. I'm going to risk it for the biscuit. And I'm going to go full blown and I, man, I, I'm just not hundred percent on which bike. And I know everybody's like, oh yeah, you own a KTM 690. I don't know if I would pick the KTM 690 Enduro. I just don't. It's so high performance that I don't want to have any, I just don't want to have any issues and not say, and I've never had an issue with my KTM, but 30 days pushing it hard every day, crunching miles, 4,000. I think it could do it, but what would happen if something did happen? Would I go with something a little bit more reliable? And the KTM is highly reliable. But man, I think I would have to pick between probably three motorcycles, and then I will narrow it down to one. The KTM 690 Enduro R definitely is going to be on the list. Make no mistake about it. The intervals are right. Um, I don't. I think I would change the way I ride that motorcycle, or I ride my motorcycle, if I was doing this trip. I would not really push the envelope. I think, because she loves to be wound up. Uh, she doesn't like to putt and have that single cylinder just. She likes to be. Brah, I mean, she likes to be. She likes to be revved high. That's that's the way they're built. But she's definitely on the list. I think the DRZ four hundred. And I know some people are going to say, man, you're absolutely nuts. But you know what that bike is? It's carburetor driven. It's easy to work on. It'll do highway miles. It's light enough. And I can pack what I need to pack on it. And they're highly, highly proven. Super highly proven. I don't think I would take a twin. I really don't. And then last but not least, and I know that people are going to go, man, you're out of your minds. Remember, I got 30 days to do this trip, the WR250R. And the reason being, I'm not worried about going 90 miles an hour. Everything around you is going to be moving fast for the rest of your life. If you don't stop and take a picture when you see these beautiful spots and stuff like that, there's going to come a day that it may not be there. And not only that, you're going to miss it. So you need to stop a little bit and take a little Ferris Bueller and see a little bit. Because it's going to pass you by and you're going to be an old man and it's all going to be over with. So, yeah, the WR250R. Light enough. It's really got enough power. I can put the gear I want to put on it. It's ridiculously proven as far as reliability. I can single track on it. It doesn't have so much power. It's going to sit there and just spin up and chew tires up. I, I you know, I think when it all boils down to it, I'll be honest with you. I think it comes down. I think I've got to kick my KTM out between those three bikes only because as much as I'd want to, as much as I would want to take my KTM I think I'd kick it out. I don't know what bike you'd pick. Put it down below. Please let, you know, just, I don't care if you just put it in in five seconds. But I think if I, if, 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 if there was no object and I know there'd be a lot of guys, man, you could pick any bike in the world. And you're, you're thinking about picking that. Yeah. Because I've actually adventure traveled. I've actually been out and I actually think of these things. I don't pick a bike because it costs $25,000 or it costs $8,000 or it costs $3,000. My honest opinion the only bike, and I'll be honest with you, is the KLR 650, a 19, basically a 2007 and below, is in all reality, I think, is probably one of the perfect choices. Here's the problem it's too heavy. I'm just going to be honest with you. It's too heavy. So if I had to flip a coin and I would hope that it would land on, I think, in my choice, I think I'd go with the WR250R. And I know some people are going to go, man, you're out of your mind. Here's what you need to understand is that I have 30 days. It gets fantastic gas mileage. It'll definitely do 70 miles an hour for what I need it to do. It's ridiculous. Ridiculously capable off road. It's under the 300 pound mark. I can pick it up myself. I don't need anybody there to help me. It's reliable as all get out. It's probably one of the most reliable motorcycles ever built. The intervals are ridiculous. It's skinny. The tire selections, I can get any tire that I want for it. I can get all the aftermarket parts that I want for it. I just personally think it's a it, it's a total win. <laughs> just and the DRZ four hundred, uh, man, it's a it to me it's a close second. But I know some guys are like, man, you're kicking out the six ninety, uh, blah blah. I'm just telling you, man, I love that wr two fifty. I love the DRZ, but that wr two fifty R, I just I think that, that would be it for me if I could just pick any bike and it's not even about the price, you know, uh, I don't think I would do a twin because I, when you bring twin cylinder motorcycles into the realm, they're heavy. They're great on the highway. I get it, man. I've owned one. They're fantastic. I've actually owned several of them. They're fun. They're great. You can, you know, you can go 90 miles an hour. At the end of the day, I don't care about going 150 miles an hour on a motorcycle. When I'm traveling, I've got buddies that just blow and go. You know what I tell them? I'll see you on the other side. Drop a pin. If not, I'm a big boy. I'll I'll, I'll see it the next day. We'll, We'll meet up somewhere. I want to see some of this stuff. I want to see it. You know, that's great. The twisties are fantastic, but I still want to see it. I want to enjoy it. I have twisties in Texas that are a blast and they're fun, but they don't have the scenery as some of the, the, the best parts of the United States. So I don't care about going 900 miles an hour. It's exhilarating. It's fun. But at the end of the day, I'm out to sea, man. I want pictures. I want video. I want to share with people that don't get to do it. Like my mother, she's never going to be able to do things that I do, but she can see all my pictures and my videos of the places that I get to go to. And she loves it. So does my wife. So does my in-laws, everybody. So, but if you can only have one trip, you had to pick one motorcycle. You don't get to pick 20 and you had to get everything accomplished in 30 days. Where are you going? Why are you going there? What bike are you getting? Why are you getting that bike? Share it with me. Share it with everyone and let everybody know what it is because it'd be interesting to hear your views from my views. Anyway, I'm Joe, Radio Six Ninety Eighty V. Thanks for stopping in. Don't forget about our podcast every single week. Sometimes we're on time. Sometimes we're a little late, but that's half of it. Don't forget, get out, find your adventure, enjoy everything that you do, and don't listen to everybody. Do what works best for you. Anyway, you guys have a fantastic week. I'm Joe, Radio 690B, out.